Hello and welcome to episode two of the More Than Muscle podcast. I'm Max and joined as ever by Andy and Nat. I'm impressed we weren't cancelled after episode one. I don't know about you guys, but how, yeah. how, how are you doing that? You're right. Wow, yeah, all good. I think it's been up 24 hours and uh, we're still rolling. <laughs> Somehow. Maybe <laughs> well, you just listened to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been editing it and I'm sick of all of your voices. <laughs> <laughs> I think whenever you listen listen to your own voice back over and over and over again, it's like any of the jokes. I'm I I, like people messaging us saying, "Oh, it's really funny. I love it." And then uh, I think us just having listened to the same joke yeah, over I and know. over and I over know. again, like, it's really it's I'm not done funny. Done with anymore. all of you. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time Andy heard it was on uh, was on Spotify, so <laughs> it's fine for him. The funniest thing is my dad was trying to tune into a radio station to find it. He was like, what station is it? I was like, mate, it's not on the radio. He's like, what time are you on? <laughs> that's, that's the next step for us, isn't it? Okay, so um, just to start off, has anyone had any big wins this week? Any good client stories, anything going on? Isn't it exciting? Uh, Entertain the people. Well, I I'm at the moment training to do a 10k with my client, and it's next weekend. So yeah, we've been both trying to do that, and also like clients are getting ready for September, and September's kind of a bit like a January. Mm-hmm. So they're they're coming back from their holidays. They're thinking, oh, what new goals can I set? What challenges can I do? So yeah, there's a bit of that, but loads of people are on holiday at the moment mm. so they're just enjoying it are you feeling ready for the 10k uh no <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i think yeah we'll we'll just see how it goes it's through london it'll be nice it's not a major distance 10k i'm still like oh my gosh mm. but i mean it's not it's not like a half marathon or anything i've so. got no doubt you'll smash it i mean we've we've, we've got tough mother coming up in the yeah, there is a there is a tough mudder as well. I'm, uh, yeah, that that's ten miles. Let's so we'll see, <laughs> <Nice. laughs> see how the ten k goes. Yeah. and then uh, and then we're there. Andy, how about you? Uh, client this morning, power clean PB. We were trying to get over that number for a few days or a few weeks, and she finally did it. So that was a big win. That's probably the big win of this week. Boom, love it, done. Cool <laughs> about you? Oh, for me. Um, I mean, I sprained my ankle. I'm not sure we'd call that a win. <laughs> again. Oh, <no. laughs> again. Again. You've got like glass ankles. I really have got glass ankles. It's, it's not doing any bits One round with me on the hoops. I know, exactly. Day. It's uh, Andy, actually, you know, he just broke my ankles. One crossover and then I was I, I was oh, done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had a new client uh, start with me uh, a couple of days ago and just the level of enthusiasm she came in it just absolutely sort of made my week for me. And I think just whenever you get new people come in and they've got that mindset, that determination, I think that just really, really mm. fires me up, I think. Mm. Um, but that's my big win for the week. Boom. Yeah. Very good. So this week I thought we would talk about genetics in regards to fat loss, muscle gain. Are we supposed to be just stuck with the hand with dealt or is there anything we can actually do to alleviate some of those issues that genetics may present. Um, Andy, do you want to touch a little bit on your, your thoughts on that? I think the first thing, if you're working with someone who potentially feels that they do have a gene around this, is kind of get into their psyche, see what they're like, because a lot of the time it can be dealt with the excuse for the reason why they're not doing what they should be doing. And a lot of the time I find when you coach with people, it can be the reason. So if you can get into their psychology first, then great. But then 
just looking at little things like eating habits and why maybe they're getting hungry and, and things like that can help but I think it's very individual based mm-hmm. and, and that's the difficulty when you're just looking at it as face value I think so too. I mean, in, in regards to hunger and actually controlling that, you have uh, FTO, also known as the fat gene, uh, which I think a lot of people potentially lean on. It doesn't actually mean you hold on to body fat more easily. It just increases uh, people's hunger. So yeah. that just means you effectively need to have greater willpower. And although that is a challenge you have to pre- have to overcome, I suppose, uh, it doesn't mean it's impossible and it doesn't mean you have necessarily yeah. a worse ability to to handle your nutrition and get the results that you want. And I think also you can be, if if that is the case, you can be really smart in how you kind of structure your eating habits mm. and what the makeup of your food looks like to kind of offset that because you obviously got to try harder to offset the problem that you have, which is getting hungry quite yeah. a lot. So there is little tricks that you can do. I mean, there's a satiation index. I remember you were, yeah, you were talking about quite recently, wasn't it? What was, what was quite high on that list? So the satiety index of food basically shows you foods that you can eat a lot of which keeps you full for longer and uh the white potato came number one now obviously carbohydrates white potato they get bastardized quite a lot Mm -hmm. but the actual fact is you can eat a lot of these foods white potatoes providing you're cooking them in a certain way Mm -hmm. and they're not many calories versus how much satiety you get from them so the volume you get on your plate can be utilized to like offset hunger and things like that. So if you look into the satiety index, that can be one thing you can do to kind of offset your problem that you mm-hmm. have. So yeah, that's one way of doing it. Um, and then looking at your liquids that you consume and the makeup of things like that, those are the things that you need to be looking at rather than just saying, I've got this problem, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. I think you've just got to work smart around your diet. So yeah, like, like, like you say, prioritizing those things, food volume, and just being smart about it and you know if, if you're struggling with anything obviously just speak to a professional and I'm, I'm certain you'll be able to find a way around it yeah yeah I think it's something that people will jump onto especially with um, like gene testing kits now and you can you can kind of test so many things so you can get it like through your letterbox and get a gene testing kit but I just <laughs> I don't know I just think that some of those things are excuses as well and things that like people will will hold on to so if they say oh, i've got the is it fto gene yeah um yeah. i don't know i've got high levels of that that might be something that people can it's kind of like a comfort to them so they can hold on to that as like their excuse as to why they are gaining weight as to why they're overweight however i'd be much more inclined to look at their lifestyle to look at their nutrition look at their activity level first and foremost and it mm-hmm. you might need to work harder mm-hmm. fine but it doesn't doesn't mean you can't lead a healthy and fit lifestyle yeah just because a goal is is slightly harder for one person to attain than the other it doesn't mean it's impossible for that person mm. and it doesn't by any means mean you just rest on your laurels and just accept it accept where you are it's the same with exercise people coming into the gym you get people which will give you the reason oh i've mm. got a bum knee or I've, mm. uh, I've never done it before I'm i'm a bit nervous about it that's not a reason the thing is with with a professional's help or even just someone that's comfortable in a gym environment i think you can easily yeah find a way of working mm. around that. and the thing is you know i've got excuses coming out my bummer if i really oh, yeah, want to put it yeah. there it comes yeah. down to priority if you've got an event if you've got you know something that really means a lot to you then essentially 
all other things don't matter. That gene is not going to stop you. You're going to mm. structure things, even with your output. It's like, all right, I like eating a lot. All right, I'm going to train more mm. or yeah. smarter, you yeah. know, get output out of that. So I think it comes down to priority mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I think the fat gene isn't the only one that people can lean on. You get something called MSTM, uh, which is a another gene which actually impacts uh, the body's response to resistance training. So mm. same thing again, I think more prevalent with men who want to pack on as much size as possible can get quite frustrated if they don't see the same results as someone else mm. because their response to resistance training isn't as great as another person's but this, the same thing happens when it comes to just you know putting the work in and actually going through the motions you will get there eventually it's just not necessarily at the same speed as someone else mm. yeah and also I, I think when you look at most people the way they train they don't train properly anyway for hypertrophy and like you start looking at those elements that they have control of because you don't have control of your gene that you, you have. And you go, well, how can I improve those so that, all right, I might not pack on as much muscle as the next man or next woman, but I've addressed the things that I can control, the variables in my workout, I'm being smart about the way I lift, and you probably will put more muscle mass on than you currently have. Mm -hmm. And I think though, that's where your focus needs to lie, is like, what can I actually control? Mm, yeah. 100%. Yeah, because that's what that's what we work with, and that's why our job is so good as well. Because everyone is so different, and it gets us ticking, it gets us working. And yeah, I think if people can focus on what they can control and what they can manipulate, rather than worrying about being looking like somebody else, which is who is totally different to them, um, yeah, I think that's what people need to focus mm -hmm. on. And, Andy, you touched on uh, people not training for hypertrophy properly. Mm. Care to elaborate and just yeah, you know, point out some of the, the common mistakes that you've seen before? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, leave your ego at the door. There's going to be probably a lot of weight you're going to have to take down so that you can lift correctly, you know, full range of motion, um, the lifting speed that you should be lifting at. And then obviously looking at your reps and sets, making sure that you're getting the correct volume load, which is basically the amount that you lift throughout the session, throughout the week, each week you wanna try and beat this. And that workload is what's gonna induce the stimulus. People don't look at that, they just look at what the weight on the bar is and whether they're doing 12 reps or whatever. And mm. there's such a bigger picture that you should look at. That's number one. And then number two for me is if we correlate the two, so we talk about the fat gene and the muscle gene, it's like you can actually look at your output and your input. So if you like eating a lot, then you know frequency might be your secret weapon in order for you to keep the fat off and actually also get the hypertrophy that you need. So frequency of work is the key. It's like, well, how much are you actually doing overall per muscle group to get the hypertrophy that you want? Mm -hmm. And those things are the things that people don't look at, in my opinion. I think, I think you're completely right. Um, just to move on to something else, uh, somatotypes. Again, that's, uh, that's something mm. I mean, you're taught in, uh, in your GCSE PE lessons about. Um, yeah. And ag again, effectively being shoehorned into being a certain type of athlete, for example, yeah. uh, whether it be a, a rugby player is built like mm. this and a basketball player is built like this. Um, <clears throat> Nat, do you want to touch on a little bit, uh, just a breakdown of... Yeah, I remember, I remember being taught these and yeah. it going in one ear and out the other. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. how is everyone going to fit into like these three types of people? So I actually had to rejig my memory of of kind of what they are. <laughs> um, 
and yeah I it's same thing again it's like using that body type I think it's good to know it's good to kind of know maybe what your what's what your sort of body does and how it responds to exercise and how it responds to diet but I don't think that you should fit yourself into that block mm-hmm. like I am a um endomesomorph or there's like so many combinations that I you can do. I think that's the way do. they broke it down to be more than three is yeah. combining the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so you can, yeah. yeah, you can combine them as well. And I was thinking if I don't train and if I don't train and I don't look after my food, then I'm probably an endomorph. Yeah. But because I do train and look after my food, I'm a mesomorph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think <laughs> if I didn't eat at all and didn't exercise at all then maybe i'll be an ectomorph yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah i don't know i mean I, I actually wrote an article for men's fitness or for supported one i think it was last year and they were asking me questions that i was smacking my head against the wall because it doesn't work like that just like nat says the majority of people sit in between the lines no one's really one or the other um, and there's actually a really cool way to remember them so ectomorph it's got a T in it, so tall and lanky. Endomorph <laughs> has got a D in it, so dumpy. And mesomorph <laughs> has got an M in it, muscular. So if okay. you remember it like that, then you know which category it is. Got but it. I think people... no one wants to be dumpy. I think that's that, yeah. that, that's what we've heard. Most of. people like endomeso or ectomeso or ecto-endo. So like, I'm definitely endomeso because if I'm on it and I'm training, I get wham. But <laughs> if I'm not, I can easily get quite dumpy and just knowing that in your background i think it does give you light on the way that you should train and eat mm. but it also gives you the excuse to say well yeah that's my genetics so mm-hmm. yeah but bothered. for instance my brother growing up always really tall skinny like completely the opposite to how i am like he's really tall he could literally eat everything mm. and he would still be really skinny yeah doesn't really do much exercise at all and I was thinking one day that is going to catch up with me. <laughs> one day one day sounds like you were hoping for it and it actually did like yeah. now I look at him I'm like okay yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is actually catching up with you that brings me on to the other thing that I was going to say is that I use it quite a lot to prep the style of workouts and food I'm going to give the individual. So if I know someone is ectomorph and leans mm-hmm. towards that side, then I know I'm not going to give them too much output in terms of their working because that's probably going to make them smaller and their goal is to get bigger, for example. So mm-hmm. I might focus more on like um, myofibril hypertrophy stuff rather than sarcoplasmic. So lower end stuff, make them stronger, hopefully pack on some size and then I'll let them eat like a king because I know they'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone's an endomorph, then I might look at more output metabolic stuff and, you know, uh, sarcoplasmic style hypertrophy so that they can absorb the food that they're eating. And I might look at them eating a little bit less because they probably couldn't get away with it. So I think it does give you light on how you're going to structure some of the things that you do. So it is useful, mm. but it shouldn't be the reason why you categorize yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it makes you realize that you can't compare yourself to the next person because you can only really maximize what you have and i think that's a big problem we get with clients they come in yeah, like, i want to look like him and i'm like so do i <laughs> <laughs> it's, not it's not gonna happen i've been training for like yeah. yeah people will always say that like oh i want to look like 
so and so. Conor McGregor, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I want to look how I looked when I was twenty-five, and they're now coming up to their fiftieth birthday, yeah. and yeah it's uh you need to look at what you can it's going back to looking at what you can control what you can manipulate and what you can't just forget about the stuff that you that you can't i feel like the media putting these things out is not helping anyone's case because although they're hand or cherry picking these things that are true it's not really helping people with their education on what the reason for their fat gain or Mm -hmm. lack of muscle is yeah. It's just providing mm. fuel to the fire on. It's like this excuses. is why it, this is why, and it really isn't. <laughs> you, yeah, this is why you look like this. This is the body type that you fit into. Right. Okay. Again, that's then the hand you've been dealt. Yeah, deal with it. exactly. Yeah. Which is not like if I look at the hand I've been dealt and like we've been dealt. Yeah. We, I think, if we if we didn't exercise and if we just kind of ate what we wanted, we would definitely wouldn't have the body type of being like no muscle mass and really also, skinny like, like we'd be the total opposite also when I was shredded I didn't say anything about some types but now that I'm not as shredded it's like yeah because I'm endo meso <laughs> it's like that's the get out clause and yeah. that's that's the problem <laughs> I think there's another tricky thing which is uh, looking at people's joints and their height uh, specifically when it comes to doing particular mm. exercise whether it be a deadlift mm. whether it be a squat Personally, I, I've struggled a little bit, largely because I'm quite tall, so therefore... Mm. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of powerlifters and a lot of your professional bodybuilders are mm. little hobbit men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no hate. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I think there's a, there's a challenge there in terms of you've got to adapt your program. You can't compare yourself to other people, what they can lift, how they lift specifically. Largely, for, for instance, me, if I'm to deadlift from the floor it's got a hell of a lot longer of a distance to actually mm. travel mm. versus if you are five foot five yeah. and you're and you're deadlifting from the floor the same exact mm. thing hence why i might go with a sumo stance instead of a, yeah. a standard to get me closer to the to, to the ground but then you find yourself uh, being penalized and people pointing that is that isn't that cheating isn't that easier yeah. I was like, yes it's easier because i'm a half a foot <laughs> higher in the air than you and, yeah. and it's also realizing that if you're training for hypertrophy not for trying to be better at the deadlift that there's so many variations that you can use that still gives you great output to the goal that you're looking for mm-hmm. and you see it all the time in the gym people pick the same three exercises as if there's no other ones yeah and it doesn't necessarily sit with your makeup and your leverage and stuff like that and something we were discussing with a member in the gym the other day was how do i get bigger calves and my first question was like well do you have a calf day he was like no i was like well do you what do you do he was like oh i just tag it on I was like, you don't do that to any other body part. That's number one. So it's probably not mm-hmm. getting the volume. And then number two, like, have you seen those dudes with big balloon calves? They're like huge. And you're yeah. like, oh, I wouldn't want calves like that, please. Santa, <laughs> Santa, bring me them. I've been training for like 20 years and you ain't bought me. And then you've got people with really small kind of like calves and huge soleuses, which is this bit, if no one knows. So the soleus is the bottom portion of your lower limb. Um, attaches into kind of where the ankle and foot is whatever that region um and so some people have longer soleuses and some people have longer gastrox calves so depend on that would depend on what you can maximize i guess the calf muscle for men is like the glutes for the women (laughs) (laughs) 
say that. Nah, this I is a I, I feel like it's a, it's a chest, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. Every day chest. is chest day, blood. <laughs> How much you bench? Oh. How much you bench? Guess what the, I did earlier. Barometer of every man's strength. Okay, but like I think it's the same thing when it comes to women with glutes. So, I because I, I think that they're so popular <laughs> right yeah, now. I've, I've heard. <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> yeah. So a load of that is genetics as well, and you see so many glute programs. I know that obviously you can grow your glutes, and they. Can, you can get them firmer and bigger, but loads of that is genetics, and people will try so hard to change that. Yeah. But hips in it. People yeah. with different hip structures. Hip structures. Yeah, exactly. Thigh gaps as well as another one. Yeah, I don't. I never understood that. The th- the thigh gap just in general. I don't like. Is it is it meant to be attractive? Is is it good mm. bad? Like I don't understand what a thigh gap yeah. gives you. Yeah, that um, is that's a goal for a lot of women. I just don't understand it. As 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 a man, obviously, I, I'm, I'm aware yeah. you know, we often have have like different physical goals based on your yeah. gender. But I just yeah, I just don't get it as as a premise. Yeah, it's just um, but it's new with like hips. <laughs> <laughs> it's new with like hip structure. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's, there's no, it's nothing to do with like size, and you'll definitely lose your snacks as well. <laughs> <laughs> If they fall on your lap, exactly. That's why we want. That's why we want a big chest. Yeah, it's right there. It's a little. It's a little shelf. The shelf. It's like a coffee cup, isn't it? Yeah. Well, mine slide right past my chest and onto my lap. (laughs) No, you get more bench press days. We'll put them in the program frequency three times a week. There we go. (laughs) Thanks, Andy. So guys, I thought we would uh, change gears a little bit and play a little game. I thought we would do a shopping list for our dream gym. So Ooh. Andy, we were speaking about this the other day, but I think what we're going to do, going to go around in a circle, and we're going to each add something that we would like in this Love in that. this dream gym. Love and the first person that can't remember everything in the list loses, and therefore is berated and oh has to do oh, wait, has to work? do five hundred burpees. No, <laughs> I wasn't listening. We'll, we'll play anyway. It'll be fine. That's fine. We're gonna go round round in a circle. Just add something that you want in your dream gym. Like but you have to say you what have the to... previous oh, person God. has said. Exactly. God. See, yeah. it's not that easy. I you drink last night. Drink. No, but memory. You know. <laughs> and I'm also like an endomorph. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got the fat gene, and that like yeah. heart hurts my cognitive function. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'll kick off. Yeah. Um, I would. I would like a. Uh, gold-plated lifting platform. It's highly impractical. He doesn't lift. Uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly doesn't lift. It's oh, just for aesthetics. Okay, a gold-plated, a gold-plated lifting platform. Yes. And a barbell. Oh, okay, nice. Gold-plated lifted platform, barbell, and a reverse height bar. Okay, a gold-plated <laughs> lifting platform, a barbell. Reverse hyper and an espresso machine. <gasps> Obviously, a gold-plated <laughs> lifted lifting platform, a barbell, a reverse hyper, a espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> and a bench, gold-plated oh, bench. Gold, obviously matching. A gold-plated lifting platform, a barbell, a reverse hyper, an espresso machine, a gold-plated bench. I think I might have lost this. Stop. <laughs> and 
a tambourine. Okay. Any any reason that's going in the dream gym? Every time someone does a PB, you shake it. Ah, okay. I like that. Boom. I like that. Okay. Uh, so I would like a gold-plated lifting platform, a barbell, reverse hyper, a oof, um, ooh. an espresso machine. Six scores. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Surely I've got to remember that. I'm, I'm a proper coffee snob for anyone listening. Um, a uh, bench, a gold-plated bench specifically, and what the hell did you just say, Andy? <laughs> Literally the last one that came out your mouth. A tambourine that he shakes. Of course, yes. Every time we hit a PB, and uh, I am going to add to this dream gym. Oh, um, uh, down lighting. Obviously, oh. everyone wants to. Everyone wants to look fit in the gym, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Down lighting, you get like four extra abs. Yeah, especially need, needed if you're endo Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do uh, a gold-plated lifting platform, a barbell, a reverse hyper, an uh, espresso machine, a gold-plated bench, a tambourine, a downlight. <laughs> Downlighting, yeah. Downlighting. Okay. And... A badass playlist. Nice, nice. Oh, if yeah. anyone wants to hook us up with this gym, by the way, like feel free. Yeah, you um, just have to re- remember the list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go gold-plated lifted platform, a barbell. It's not happening, mate. I, I think Come we've got on. an issue. It's like a, like a yeah, three-second... Like, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Right, no, game. this was short. He's in reverse done. hyper. Oh, <gasps> God damn it. Yes. Come on now. Come on. And then... He's out. It's game. He's definitely it's game. out. That's it. That's, that's, He's definitely that's, out. The countdown clock has officially... Done. I just want a sports hall. Empty sports hall with a couple racks, okay? Fucking... <laughs> 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 Let's be honest, mate. Your garage. Right? That does, that does a bits. sports hall, a tambourine, and a barbell. <laughs> yeah. no, no Smith machines included. Oh, absolutely not. I don't... I, honestly... I don't get it. I hate Smith machines with like quite a fiery passion yeah. other than like for helping with uh, incline push-ups and uh, calf raise and, and, and um, yeah exactly like building up to push-ups pull-ups and calf raises I genuinely think they're pointless um, good for hanging your coat yeah, yes, yeah. you know what fair enough there we yeah, are yeah yeah Smith Machine Coat Rack that's, that's on the list as well <laughs> We're definitely not worth getting one of those in our hallway like, I do. Who the fuck yeah. is Smith? Exactly. <laughs> like he's uh, everyone knows the Smith machine, but no one ever knows Who's, who is Smith. Is his name John? I really hope it's Smithy from Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> the Smithy machine. Smith. I might have to Google. I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> Smithy, get over there on the Smithy. <laughs> Smith, who the hell is that? So sport. When it comes to genetics, obviously you have a certain degree of advantage and disadvantage depending on the sport, and I think the extremity of that varies a lot. For instance, I would look at height in basketball. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly heightest sport. I'm not bitter about it at all, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's challenging to overcome some of those odds. And Andy, I don't know if you've had any experience, um, specifically with football, any uh, genetic uh, advantages that you can have and ways you can sort of work around that. Yeah, I mean, it's a well-known fact that players are getting bigger, fitter, stronger, faster. And so if you don't fall in that category, you have to be exceptional at playing the game to even get a look in. I mean, I'm a centre-half. I'm not that tall. So straight away, you've got tower blocks playing 
because of the size they are up, they're at. So you have to stand out. So I think there's a huge thing there. Um, so genetics do play a part. And I think what's happening in elite sport is they'll first and foremost see if you've got that and then they'll teach you. Whereas previously, maybe they'll look whether you can play and then they'll get you fit. Fitness and genetic predisposition has become the like thing that puts you ahead of the game. Mm. I think it's a massive thing in sport. Because winning and the money involved in it is huge. And with, so, yeah. the, and with that blowing up, I suppose the the importance on how good you are really yeah. really does change. And the thing is, like you can you can teach skill, mm. you can't teach height, for example. Mm. Um, so and, and I think that's a, that's a massive challenge. You just you just look at all all the athletes that get paid the most. They're either huge or mm. they're quick because speed is what where the cash comes in. So it's mm. like that's. Yeah, you can train to be- get faster, but the- you're always going to be ahead of the game if you're naturally good at it, mm-hmm. and you yeah. have that in you. But like, if Max was like my height, for instance, like, would you play basketball? I, I mean, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of friends which are quite small, and the way they get around it is just quickness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing is, you can adjust your play style to accommodate for that. So I think mm. the the tricky thing is with being taller, your lateral movement isn't as good. Yeah. So as a shorter player your job is to exploit that and enforce your opponent to move as laterally mm. as possible yeah. so that you get them you know right on their heels it's like having the fat gene you, it's not going to stop you it's just going to make it a heap harder for you yeah. to achieve where you want to mm-hmm. get it's fit. like runners for instance like you look at somebody it's like what is a runner's physique like are they naturally quite tall and lean or is running made them that way yeah. like it's I mean, well, you're... not obviously not not made them taller. But <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I should do more running. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look at someone like Usain Bolt. He's six five, mm. um, incredibly long stride length. So you mm. look at something like that, and I mean, he's he's smiling to the camera, he's celebrating like meters before he even goes over the line. That's mad. Um, exactly, it's it's insane. But you've got to you've got to put a certain degree of that down to to genetic advantage and oh, being yeah. tall with that greater stride length. Yeah, and maximizing it if you've got it. Oh, of course, yeah. Like. Everyone says to me now, Andy, you ain't got a footballer's body. Why are you playing football? And it's like, well, when I was actually playing, I was probably about 15 kilos lighter than what I am. So if I wanted to play at a decent level now, I would have to maximise that and not go in the direction that I'm going, which is, I'm in the gym every day doing bench press. Well, I guess you have your genetics and then you have the environment that you're placed in as well to kind of make the most of those genetics so let's say these young athletes if they're spotted from such a young age then they're maybe put in that environment through school through their teenagers to really help and push those those opportunities that they could have mm-hmm. I, th- I think looking at I remember there was a there was a show called Trophy Kids which I watched uh, like quite a few years yeah. ago it's, it is scary what some parents put their kids through when they mm. think they've got an opportunity to be an athlete and mm. how much of that is selfishly motivated by the fact that if my son is a is a professional footballer he's going to you know effectively pay for my retirement or whatever it is it's 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 just scary watching how hard some kids can be pushed but and i was um, actually talking yeah. about stuff like this with a, a client of mine and his kid is now going into i think his secondary school secondary school mm-hmm. and uh basically he was talking about the secondary school and now looking to create a program within the curriculum where if you're not the genetic kind of pool of really elite talent, you're still going to be doing a subject where activity is your fitness rather than 
if you're if you're not in a sporting category and you're trying to win things, you're still inclusive. So I thought yeah. that was quite good because when I was at school, it was either you're good or you're shit. And if you're shit, you don't like it anymore, so you ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you don't walk, you don't do orienteering, you don't do anything that's to do yeah. with activity. So I thought that was quite a good thing that they were putting it into the curriculum where they're, they're telling kids to, or they're teaching kids to do activity, activity-based things. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like obesity is a huge thing. Absolutely. And we need to be more inclusive from yeah. young. And I, I know like the NHS are doing these apps now. It's like, oh, COVID's happened and people need to get fitter and stronger and all the rest of it. And it's true, but it needs to start from the kids all the way up because it's deeply ingrained, I think. I think so too. Um, I, I don't just think it's from the sense that if you're not particularly gifted um, when you're young and you're, you feel like you're being excluded, I feel like it can be completely inverse where I feel like if you're very good at something and then, for instance, life happens, you start to get a job, it tapers off, your self-esteem can jump off a cliff or yeah. you can be pushed too mm, hard from absolutely. a young age mm-hmm. and that can completely Yeah, you, you can go the other way. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So back to my regular counselling session of Max's mediation. <laughs> oh no! Yes, so, uh, I love this. I think this Look is forward this, to this every week. It's, uh, it's going to be good. Trust me. Um, I picked a fun one for us this week. So I thought we'd do a little bit of most likely two. Yes. Going to ask you a question. You're simply both going to answer on the count of three. Who you think is most likely to blank whatever it is that I say. Yeah. Okay. And then I think we're going to have a little discussion afterwards about <laughs> why that may be. Which we share at the same time, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so on the count of three, um, I would like you both to tell me who is most likely to make a client puke. One, two, three. No. Andy. <laughs> so we've got a little, little, little bit of dissent in the ranks. Um, no. Why? Andy? I don't usually really take my clients to that state. <laughs> Doesn't that? Yeah. Oh, I don't think a client has ever puked with me. I'm genuinely impressed you both just didn't say Max. <laughs> no, I know that was on yeah, the tip I mean, of my tongue, and I thought if you were involved, then it would be you. It would absolutely be me. I think. <laughs> I think I've only ever done it once when I wanted to teach a client a lesson because he was taking the piss. Yeah, but fair enough. Other than that, I don't think. What did, what, what, if you were going to make a client puke, like if you really wanted to, so, what would you make them do? So basically, this client kept coming in pissed, and uh, she stunk of alcohol because she kept doing it so I knew she couldn't lie mm-hmm. so she came in drunk and I was like right I'm going to give her single leg everything so it was like single leg box step ups a bit higher than mm-hmm. usual mm-hmm. split squats balance on this everything was single she was all over the place and then obviously I'd done it in a circuit fashion where heart rate it got a bit metabolic and mm-hmm. then within 10 minutes she was in the toilet <laughs> and I was like look you can't keep coming <laughs> to the gym pissed because it's counterintuitive obviously so I did it to teach a lesson and then from that day onwards well she just left (laughs) (laughs) made my life easier I thought we were going to have a really nice moral of the story at the end of that so my life got easier but other than that I don't don't see the need to take your client to that level really no No, I think think it's always a worry for a lot of people like Mm -hmm. are you going to make me sick are you going to are you going to shout at me? And it's like, no, that's not what that's we're right. here to do. And right. I think people think, oh, that was actually all right. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. as bad as I thought. Like, yeah. it's not our aim to make you sick. No, <laughs> if you don't want, if you don't, if we put that mindset with people, then they don't want to come back. I mean, yeah, I Andy, know. Then you're going to, you're going to get nowhere. Yeah, I mean, there's time and place to train like that. But at the end of the day, that's not what we're here for. That's not mm. what we're trying to serve because 
you can get your mum to stand in the garden with her whistle and her stopwatch and yeah. she can make you yeah. do whatever and mm-hmm. you can make yourself sick yeah, like, exactly. that's the point. I used to go I remember I went to a gym before and they used to just have like a designated area for a six bath <laughs> and you think wow some people love it though it's one of those yeah. it is a thing some people go love hard or go home yeah. like mm-hmm. they train to be sick <laughs> <laughs> that's rough okay next one guys uh, who is most likely to spend a grand on gym gear in one trip so one two three and nah. Oh what? She would not buy gym gear. What the fuck are you gonna buy gym gear? Have you seen the shoes that Nat rocks? Yeah, and also gym gear. I had it in my head as gym kit. Alright, I agree. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't buy a gym kit. This is like well, it's the more than muscle t-shirts. My stuff is like yeah, and I actually buy that for Andy as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought you meant gym, gym, gym. But do you know what I actually did before I uh, came here? What's that? Oh, yeah. I just bought some new leggings in Amazing. Lululemon. There we go. Okay. Lululemon as well. Like you're, that's Lululemon, spending. if you uh, they just don't want do to things sponsor. For <laughs> they just don't do things for endomorphs. Here we, <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, Another just, gym yeah. brand that doesn't fit Andy. No. I mean, Andy, what, what do you wear? It's because I fit into three cementer types. <laughs> it's the muscle gene, mate. You've got too much of it. Right? Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> big old shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> all right so next one uh who is most likely to injure themselves going for a pb and one two three Nat. andy again guys Wait, well, I, we, can... I don't think we've agreed on no, a single we have answer. shopping oh, okay oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so we took that back yes. that. I, I completed the gym in 2008 <laughs> no andy will get injured doing lots of, like Football, okay. Not doing a PB. Maybe not. Hang on, do you remember that in, one? In sport, I'd get injured, yeah. Do you remember that one, that one thirty bench you went for for a triple? If it wasn't a PB. No, it wasn't a PB. Yeah. So, all right, okay, so not even a PB. Because <laughs> I know... You I'll, just get injured. No, because I will know, do I, I, I know my threshold, so I'll know where I'm at. And if I'm primed nah, to do the PB, I'll do it. I wouldn't get under it. 100% Andy. 100%. I think you, you would do it getting a PB, because you'll probably load one side heavier than the other. We've been there. Ooh, that's cold. only once I did that only really once. really See? silly oh okay but that's only that. once that's only one time I did that every every single weekend Andy will come home that's yeah, it sport man. playing sport's different yeah no I agree with you there there's, there's so many uncontrolled variables yeah. I know, the whole point of exercise is it's a very controlled I still think it's yeah. I don't think I've ever been injured from PB well I mean I make it most, <laughs> most times I go into the gym I make PB Peanut yeah, butter at what cost? <laughs> peanut butter, isn't it? Anyway. PB afterwards. All right, guys, last one. So who is most likely to try juice cleanse? Definitely Nat. <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it Nat? Definitely Nat. You know why? Because you've got that Nutribullet at home. You use it all the time. You even broke it and used it that much. I actually did. Yeah, I think I'm not now. I just don't mm. eat clean. <laughs> most likely to try a vegetable. <laughs> I eat chips. No, I am. Um... Yeah, potato. Okay. <laughs> Come on, bro. Satiety index. One potato. Why am I always so satisfied? <laughs> why am I always so satisfied after eating chips? Satiety. Exactly. Exactly. We're making everything sound scientific. Yeah, you're just um, like a greasy kebab. Just like, yeah, mate, satiety. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever tried a juice cleanse. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I've I don't tried. Know why I said really. I feel like really? that was so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried other 
weird diets like years ago, but not mm-hmm. a juice cleanse. I tried skinny tea. Oh, oh! Mm. Is it basically a lax? Did you just shit yourself all the yeah. time? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, this this must have been about. This must have been so long ago. Yeah. I think I was doing it before I went to like a girl's holiday to Ayanapa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done I've done every supplement but, under the sun. I've done that, but not. Juice. Yeah, no, mm. I haven't done. And I think uh, one of my clients went on one, and I could. It was a three day juice cleanse. Yeah. I could oh, not God. believe how much it he spent on this three day juice really? cleanse so expensive and his just... jeans were exactly the same after <laughs> yeah his jeans that's cold <laughs> but his jeans he did was him. still a mesomorph <laughs> <laughs> okay guys thank you very very much for listening to episode 2 of the More Than Muscle podcast you can find us on More Than Muscle LTD on Instagram or morethanmuscle.co.uk and we will hope to see you next week Boom. yeah lovely and um, yeah and also just thank you so much for the support of episode one it was uh yeah brilliant to see but yeah see you next week